Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another episode of A Feast of Films Theater with your hosts, Ethan R. Hill, Matthew Alu, and Jesse Prosser. Yeah, just like that, right? Oh, classic. Classic. That was my line. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my fellow movie fans, and welcome to another episode of A Feast of Films. I am your host, Jesse R. Prosser, and with me is... Jesse R. Prosser? You're stealing the R from me now? I've had the R in my name for a long time. What's your... You've never had it in this or anywhere before. It's it's part of your name. I'm not saying otherwise. It's on my... Oh, yeah, it's not on my YouTube channel. No, it's hey, not. It's... Anyway, we'll work on your intro. Don't worry. Hi, Ethan R. Hill here. And Matt, you're also here with Hi, us, Hi, Matt R. Alu here. Hurry, Matt! <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? What's going on, people? Matt, We're all ours today. Initial? What's your middle initial? Like, what's your middle name? Reginald. No, like, what's it actually? <laughs> I feel like you've told me. Reginald. Like you told me on this podcast. <laughs> you know what the R stands for, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the ladies like that one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Little Jibbertar or Clementine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh, well. You know, one time Bieber bit my nipple right off, man. Crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff, man. Mm, mm. Well, well, this is going off the rails already. That's what happens when you do a mediocre intro. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you have to control everything when you're hosting this show because it gets off hook real quick. Like, yeah, you gotta. If you're not you coming in yeah, forcefully, we're see. like free at last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There ain't I'm no, gonna leave that alone. There ain't see, no strings on me. <laughs> I could see how it would be very difficult when there's only one other person in the room to keep it under control. <laughs> I've kept the two of you under control several times. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> welcome, you, everybody. Yeah, yes. welcome to uh, Feast of Films that hopefully won't be hosted terribly in the future. Yes, it's true. <laughs> this, is my, this is my first official time hosting. Uh-huh. And, and, Don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, it's his first time, he's just nervous. And uh, as it were, there is no Performance plan, issues, so. <laughs> you know, it happens. Yeah, performance anxiety. This happens to everybody, it's oh, okay. Christ You're fine. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need this crap. This happens to all men. <laughs> I don't need this crap from you guys. Don't Ethan, worry, we're just, leave we're just raising alone. expectations. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Yeah, alone. leave him alone. Ethan. Yeah, you too, Matt. I love Prosser. He's my best friend. Yeah, We've been friends right. for like 25 years, so... That hurts, man. That hurts. I've known this man for two years, and I've never doubted him once. <laughs> I've known this man for... 14 years? And I've doubted Question him mark? We were 16. Almost 15 years. Almost 15. Yeah. It's been a Older. while. Because, uh, Matt, you have a birthday coming up in a couple months. Shut up. <laughs> we're not talking about it. <laughs> we're not talking about that. I am still you? trying to, like, it's, it's so crazy to me that... We're at the beginning of November. Like, Halo Infinite, like, for gamers, is a month away. 
which is nuts because we've been waiting for this game for six damn years. It's also so equally crazy, if not more crazy to me, that in two months, it's 2022. And I remember being in 2020, being like, 2021, save us, save us. Let's get out of this god-awful year. Then 2021's like, oh, we, we just got more of the same shit, oh, so enjoy. Oh, we're <laughs> just, like, oh, we're just getting started. <laughs> like, oh, we just, be, oh, the fun is just getting started. You ain't getting off this ride yet, son. No way. But, like, would you guys both agree that the two years that have passed since, like, the pandemic and stuff started, like, it feels like it's been a lot longer Oh, yeah. Like, it feels like it's been this, way longer this, than just two years. It feels years. like this, it's been longer, but also faster. Like, this it's two years, This two years has been the longest decade of my life. Yeah, it does. That, like, that's honestly, accurate, yeah. yeah like, but, like, it also sometimes, I can't believe, like, the years go by as quick as they do still sometimes. So that's, like, it, it feels like we've just this. been doing this forever and dealing with the same crap forever, and it's really only been a year and a half, but, you know, a year and a half and a bit, you know. Um... But yeah, it's just uh, it's pretty wild. But you know, but mm. good things have come out of it, right? Like when 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 uh, when your back's up against the wall and you got to figure things out to keep yourself busy from not going crazy, you make podcasts mm-hmm. and fun things happen. Oh, this is one of those good things you were talking about. Oh, like <laughs> like mainly specifically Prosser joining the podcast was the good thing. See, I oh, thought that was the, the creation low point. of the I podcast thought... itself was highly questionable. No, that's at the start, that... but you know. No, <laughs> I thought we jumped the shark before we got Prosser. Off. I'm, I'm just the mark of desperation. <laughs> this far, into we're the just show. like we, we need to. We need some new blood in here. We need to spice things up. We need oh, another like... white guy. <laughs> that's, and that's the problem. Is like we're I way have too friends. balanced in here. <laughs> the diversity level I... is way too high. I have friends I can bring in, but they're mostly white people, and it's like. I can bring them in. I got no problem with it, but I just, it's going to look suspicious if I keep bringing in my friends and they're all white people. Well, you know what? I could bring all my friends too. And it is still just a bunch of white people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. It's good. But we have a fun episode today because we're just going to be talking about like movie stuff and which is what we talk about most days. Right. But like nothing specific yeah, we're just gonna you know bs a little bit back and forth seeing it's process first time hosting we're just gonna you know keep it casual a little bit today oh yes it has nothing to do with that we had nothing planned and we're just gonna do this off the cuff no Look, absolutely me, not no this was this was like listen this is process first time hosting we gotta make sure this is simple and we exactly. have to be nice to him. It's so he check mark this and check mark. Let's be let's be clear here. You don't have to be nice to me. Me and Matt had this episode scheduled, planned, and had several meetings and discussion discussions talking about this episode way before, and totally that is awesome. didn't miss communicating with each other at all this week until like after the day we normally record. That is not what happened. Not at all. We didn't were in that clear way. communication. No. That would just be ridiculous. And, and, exactly. And, and very out honestly, of character. Very unprofessional. So, <laughs> 100%. Definitely not how we roll here. We're, we're the utmost of professionals here. So. Unlike Prosser. Just, what a guy. It's true. I bring a chaotic energy that this podcast needs. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree with that. Like, I second maybe that. Maybe by napping, I guess. I second that. Like, I'm like, yeah, oh, damn, man. This shit gets wild. When, when Prosser's around, it gets off the hook, man. It's crazy. 
off. I don't know. He hasn't really helped. I get like I turn like super black because I just feel like I need to like up the levels here because again the imbalance a little bit. I'm like man, I just better be extra black today. Like I even brought peanut M and M's. Not sure how that's a black thing. It's actually a movie. (laughs) It is now. (laughs) It is now. I even brought peanut M and M's. (laughs) I was shaking them before, man. I was like, yeah, I got my peanut M and M's. That which is actually like my favorite movie snack. So it's. Well, I'm doing a movie podcast. I'm like, this is the perfect snack. And I don't know where they I came like, from. They were just in my house. I don't know when my wife picked them up. <laughs> but I was like, oh, sick. Some peanut M&M's. I'm going to munch on those. I hope she's not upset. I hope she didn't want any. You, I mean, you can she buy was, more. She was saving those for a special occasion. Yeah, probably. <laughs> She'll just be, tomorrow be like, where the hell are those peanut M&M's? I'll be like, ah, procerate them. <laughs> like, of course. Uh, I no, told him, don't come been, into my house and eat my peanut M and M's. But demanded. Just, I guess Max ate them. Our toddler yeah. totally ate those. <laughs> yes, it was. It was the two-year-old. Yes, <laughs> he loves peanut M and M's. He's also a thief, and he lies. You can't trust him. <laughs> he's basically he's basically Gollum, except for like a baby. <laughs> the two-year-old, he lies. <laughs> Man, that kid. He's a great kid. Uh, what are your guys' I know we talked about this earlier Ethan and I have and I, I'm interested in asking Prosser because he wasn't on the podcast and the, and the episode we talked about this was a while back so it wouldn't probably hurt to refresh this question uh, I told him bluntly I'm like if he wants to revisit any of the topics me and you tackled in previous episodes I'm always down perfect yeah I, I'm always down to talk about more stuff uh, what's your favorite movie theater snack man when you're going to the movie theater beside popcorn Side popcorn. Um, like, mine's peanut M&M's. I th- I'm pretty sure we already talked about this, Ethan. Maybe, was that one of the debates we had? What's the best one back in the debate days? We debated it briefly, and I can't remember what it... I can't remember who... It was a long what. time ago. I think it was, mm-hmm. like, the... I think it was the snack. I know one I of us picked so. peanut M&M's. Yeah, that was definitely me, because was I that, love peanut M&M's. Was that when I was editing the podcast? Because I legitimately don't remember that. I don't think you were editing. That was before you started editing, even. Like, that was... Mm. That was a ways back. A long that was, time ago. That was when we were in our test phase, and we just, like, switched every other... Like, every four weeks, it was, like, new format. <laughs> <laughs> just trying out new things. Having fun. Well, uh, of course. Oh, that's, uh yeah what's your favorite one. what's your favorite movie theater snack beside popcorn oh yeah because i picked nachos yeah yeah you did I nachos, nachos yeah. And you picked yeah yeah and i was like peanut m&ms baby Nacho, nachos are too messy I, I, that's yeah, what i, I said how yes. they, no it's literally they're not even real nachos it's like two <laughs> well then why would you want them? why, would, yeah, <laughs> why like, would you want them why would you be like i'm gonna pay movie theater prices for these not real nachos for these <laughs> because they're so here. salty and so good for these tortilla chips Bring a that salt i'm going shaker. to dip in a sauce <laughs> yeah and it's so good without real cheese it's so good oh jesus um i do love peanut m&m's i'm not even gonna argue that uh, yeah it's a good choice peanut m&m's are okay um what? wow get off of this podcast right now <laughs> what i'm but i'm also not like a big m&m's guy to begin dude, with. honestly dude you're not a big movie like when I, when we go to the movie theaters Literally, i never see you get anything the, extra give me some of that popcorn do you want anything on it butter and, like, th- and that's it that's I've classic seen though you yeah. do, i'm i'm like i've seen you do pretzel bites before yeah pretzel bites i like but the, the problem is whenever i get a movie snack that's not popcorn it's usually so I don't eat the popcorn before the movie starts. Mm. Um, like pre- pretzel bites I've had a, n- a number of times. 
and I enjoy those. But those aren't really like a theater specific thing. Like the, the pretzel bites are just great at whenever. Um, I would say honestly, they they do those bags of Kit Kat bars, like the mini Kit Kat bars. I yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, Matt gets it. Though, like, if I had to pick one, like, just a candy, I would say that would probably be it because Kit Kat bars are my jam. And if I could have it in bag form, even better. You guys ever get the hot dogs at movie theaters? Uh, Not I've, bad. I've thought about it. Because I'm like, they're, listen, they can't be any worse than, like, 7-Eleven, right? And 7-Eleven hot dog things are pretty yeah. great, so... They're, they're a step above 7-Eleven, in my opinion. Yeah, not the best hot dogs on the planet. But they're, they're but just get... a good baseline hot dog with, like, ketchup, mustard, relish, just that kind of thing. They're, like, yeah. they're a very good, simplistic dog. To me, it's just, like, I don't I don't want extra snacks just complicating my my movie-watching experience. Like, I don't know, you eat it before, you eat that kind of stuff before the, the movie starts. But then I'm like, That's oh. like when you haven't eaten supper. Like, that's why you got a hot dog there. You don't get it, because it's like, I want a hot dog with my movie! That's like, man, we're going to a movie, <laughs> I didn't eat supper, Let's better, eat better perfect, eat something with protein. Yeah, yeah eating, eating before the movie. But it's like the people who bring, like, a full-course meal into the fucking theater with them. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand it. Hey, like you, a nice soup and you know what's great when the movie theater brings you the three course meal that's fucking well, fantastic that's, well that's you're paying for that experience right you're going to like the private theater where you actually have a freaking table and shit like that's Dude. fine okay yeah i'll let actually, you finish and i gotta tell you about those vip theaters i fucking i used to really love them but we'll talk about that in a sec but fair enough uh me and I don't one of my coworkers, me and one of my coworkers were just talking about this recently about how theaters need to like amp their game up especially with the prices they're charging for like mm-hmm. what they're doing and like i was even saying i'm like what they should do is they should start like connecting like cineplex should open up their own restaurant within the movie theater so you could do dinner and a show pretty much back to back or they like, do yeah they do well they, they already have that well, I mean, like have... a good, like a good quality oh, restaurant, okay. not like yeah. fast food. He's he's talking like a legitimate like restaurant. Yeah, like like a good restaurant. Where you get like a steak the or something like that. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Or or then he was saying he's like even a cafe that like stays open till two, so you go to the movie, and then you go and sit and have coffee and talk about the movie afterwards. Yeah, that's right? actually a, that's a brilliant idea, actually. Fantastic. Right, like theaters, theaters need to be doing well, that kind of stuff. Well, that's why I always like I've been saying for a long time, like somebody should open like a rental store slash coffee shop. And well, that's like, different. That's not going to a movie. And no, watching no, no, the but movie. like, it's a similar idea where like mm. you rent the movie and then like, you can like watch it. There'd be a place in the store, like the coffee shop where you could like watch the movie in your booth or what have you. No, that's a whole different thing. And that's, that's actually, that's, that's a lot more difficult because that's movie rights and stuff and public screenings. Well, that's stupid. And <laughs> I thought we were just talking <laughs> about like, a rental cafe well, thing. That's like, just effing stupid. Well, that's um, just prime. But yes, I I agree. That would be cool. And they need they need to innovate. The movie theaters need to start uh-huh. innovating because one hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Especially for the prices they're paying, like per per screening, not even including snacks. Like yeah, like this guy has a larger family, and he's like sitting there because he's like because of the size of my family, us going to the movies is like a once a year thing. Yeah, like they get to they get to go to a movie every once in a while because of how expensive it can get. Yeah. Even for me and Prosser, like. We barely go as is. We want to, but like, when you go, it's so you have to plan it out. You have to think about it. You have to budget for it. Yep. It's, exactly. it's that ridiculous. That's why I go to uh, 
Like I stopped going to like we had that Cineplex downtown, the Galaxy Theater, and I yeah. stopped going to that one because I was like, "F this!" Every time I go, I gotta pay for parking. You like you pay like extra for tickets because shit there is more expensive. You gotta pay for oh, food. that's a like that's apparently a Saskatchewan. You, that's a Saskatoon only thing too. Like, Everywhere else out here that has a theater, it's free parking. Yeah. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. not that downtown it's, one, man. It, no, that downtown one Jackson is just is city dumb. parking, right? So you yep. have to pay, and you got to pay for like three or four hours or whatever. They got rid of the three-hour right? one. Like, the last time I was there, at least, uh, that was, that was a while ago. I, like, anyway, I, two and, four. Like, and that's exactly <clears throat> why I stopped going. Like, I just didn't find the price, the amount that I was spending just to go to a movie. It's like, nah, I'm going to go to Landmark, which is literally three minutes from my house. Right. Mm-hmm. And free parking, and the prices there are better. And yep. the food, like the snack sizes is higher. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Landmark and it's just as comfy. Like they do yep. things just and, uh, as well, I find. Yeah, I think Cineplex can tell I haven't been there in a while because they keep sending me emails being like, hey, you know, buddy, we, we're offering. <laughs> we're, you remember how many scene points you had? Uh, you want to you come there and sit? And those like, no, I'm OK. Like, you know, we got all these bonus points. If you come on down to the Cineplex, like, nah, there's a landmark nearby my house. It's fine. Honestly, oh, forgot that's about cool. it's, it's the scene. Uh, that's... I forgot about the whole scene it thing. Dude, right? that or like scene, we went scene, we went yeah. to uh, James Bond not too long ago because my friend had uh, uh, they had like free passes and stuff. So it's like we didn't have to pay for tickets. So it's like, hell yeah, we'll go. And. We try to use my scene points and they're like, oh, that your scene card got my scene card got expired or like shut down or something because I haven't used it for so long. I was like, well, F you guys, man. F you then. Quit putting ridiculous shit. Well, well now we also have it. the Cineplex. We also have the Cineplex in 8th Street Center Mall now. Yeah. Um, that's like really good quality. So that's an, that's an option too because the parking's free and it's still pretty solid. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying before, like back going back to like snacks and stuff and restaurants, my wife and I, like when VIP was new and mm. it was like the new thing, we went to VIP movies all the time because you could get decent parking back then and like the prices weren't ridiculous. Uh, then you could go and you could have your, like if you want to do like a bit bigger of a meal, like we do kind of our main course in the lounge, we used to do it in the theater. But again, it's tough when the movie's starting and you're eating yeah. like a full kind of like meal thing where you kind of have to... Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, no, I'm getting that chocolate now. It's starting to make phlegm. Poor choice in, poor choice in podcast snacks. Because <laughs> it makes it a little bit more du- difficult during when it's dark. You're trying to eat, pay attention to that and the movie. So we'd eat our main course out in the lounge, go inside and get kind of like finger appetizers, kind of things for like mm. the movie. Make sure we got like freaking sangria, man. Get like the picture of sangria. Like, let's go. And it was lit. Like for a long time, it was really good. Then the prices went up, the food quality dropped like a freaking rock, like a rock, like the sangria. You got a picture of sangria. I had like six, like five sixths of that picture. Let's say that. Like my wife had one glass. I had the rest of the picture. I didn't even get a slight buzz. I was like, is there even alcohol in here? Like that, like, so when you water something down so much. Like that, that was just, that was my issue. It's like, we're just paying more and more money. The food quality is dropping more and more. Parking's going up. It's like, there's just, there's no there's point in even... doing this anymore. It's not even economical. It's not even, it's not even a treat, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. there was a certain point where it's like, yeah, it's a bit more expensive, but it's fun and it's something good for us to do. But 
It's a it's a night out at the movies. Like yeah, it used to be. that's fun. But like when it's like this expensive and the quality is this poor, it's like nah, I'm out. Yeah. like I'm done. I'm done. Also, another great tip that I got from a different movie podcast: uh, if you're going on a first date, don't go to dinner and a movie. Go to movie and a dinner. Yeah, because you can talk about the movie. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you don't just stare at each other awkwardly during the movie part. I thought it was interesting. That was a great tip. No, that makes well, sense. I mean, if, you, if you're if you doing things right on your first date, you both aren't watching the movie anyway. <laughs> Ray Prosser. Well, um, I am honestly not surprised you guys are single right now. <laughs> if you could see their screen, guys, you, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, I don't if, so what Matt just said, if, if they could see our faces, they would know why we're single right now. <laughs> Wow, Matt, thanks. It's so rude. I, I like how you put it that way, and you know what? I'm not even going to argue with that. If, 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 only, you could, if <laughs> only you could see uh, these monsters. I wish I would have thought of it that way. That would have been way funnier. Then we'll just we'll just put the monster icons from the Halloween episodes on instead. <laughs> what monster icons? Oh, my God. It's like, that's our real face. And here that's, I go. That's, that's how much hair I have all the time. I like how I just, I haven't changed my hair at all in those thumbnails, though. Mm-hmm. Just keep my long flowing locks a secret yep oh yeah but yeah no to to, to answer the question yes the little packs of kit kats i would say would be my movie snack because i just Ooh. i'm it's just popcorn popcorn's all i need man generally speaking like i uh even like a frick we got popcorn from kernels and i just i just wanted the butter and salt yeah he wait, we got kernels me, popcorn and he just got the regular butter salt give me give me some of that butter and, it's and like, salt it's like it's like this is like less flavorful movie popcorn like no go, <laughs> no that's like, fine get something weird get a different flavor he's Do like no fun. that's good that's too good. much good in the what hood. do you mean it's too much hmm. hood in the good don't need it there's they have jalapeno ones they have spicy popcorn nah man I'll just uh, eat some. That's right up your alley. Caramel corn. Out. You like caramel yeah. corn? Oh, uh, no, man. What? Caramel corn. No. It's I too love caramel, caramel corn. Right? I don't it's even, so good. I don't even like caramel apples. How can apples. you not like... You don't what? like caramel... I'm, What's wrong with I, you? I, I okay, like never caramel. mind. This is why Prosser is single right now. <laughs> yeah, because he's the he's most like, boring he, person in the world. <laughs> no. I was just saying because he doesn't like caramel apples or caramel corn. He's just on first date and she's like... Man, do you love caramel apples? He's like, hate him. And she's like, well, I'm out. This guy's a monster, clearly. <laughs> he this guy really is a sociopath. <laughs> like, it's no. time to leave. You don't like caramel apples? What the hell, man? No, it's it's because Prosser... Car- what Prosser? do you get at the carnival? Do you get candy apples? Uh, no, it's it's too much. <laughs> what do you it's, mean it's too much? It's too much. Uh, I get the deep fried root beer or deep fried Coke or whatever. What? <laughs> And that's not too much. That's that is the exact At right amount. At least the core of the apple is a freaking apple. How he's like, pop. he's like carefully. He's <laughs> no, it's a thing. I like he's deep like, fried coke I've had like, before. He's like what? shit, man. That 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 apple with the caramel on top. That's way too much. Yeah, but yeah, Dr Pepper. It's too much. If they deep fried it, it'll be it's fine. Like, how are you supposed to eat that? It's <laughs> It's like an apple. No, it's on a stick and yeah. everything. It's like I, if I just the want, stick confuses him. Just give me an apple. Just give me a freaking apple. <laughs> just give me an apple. I don't need. I'll need this caramel crap. It's candy. I can't even. 
I've killed Matt. Matt, you understand me now. You're, you're gonna start understanding like, me now. No, because like I start. Okay, so you you get the caramel, you get the caramel popcorn. And it's like oh boy, and then you you stick your hand in, and now your hand's sticky because the caramel is sticky, and it's what? like you oh. have a stick though. No, no, he's talking about that. He's talking, talking about, about the popcorn, popcorn now. Pay attention. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about the popcorn because now. <laughs> You go to eat it, and now yeah, but, it's sticky. But your hand gets greasy oh. from the popcorn with butter anyway. Not nearly as bad. I disagree. Oh. I would I would rather I'd rather have Your hands the... get way more greasy from popcorn than they do sticky from caramel corn. 100%. No, Unless it's the... like fresh caramel, but then your hand's going to burn off. Oh no, <laughs> Matt, his hands are always greasy. That's why he doesn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, greaser. Oh my gosh. Um, so so Matt, but here's the thing. So I was so literally Rosser... sorry. That was literally the funniest thing i've heard in a i haven't laughed like that for a long ass time he's like no nah, man this apple with caramel on it too much man but my my much. soda deep fried this shit like deep fried this so, liquid let me tell like, you welcome. that's good though <laughs> deep fried cheesecake oh man best well, yeah ever. listen i'm not gonna argue about deep fried cheesecake or like deep Never fried mars it. bars it's stuff so like good. that that's crazy right and so, it's yeah, great for like those one-time how... snacks but I've never yeah. heard of anyone deep frying a liquid. And the like, fact that, I think again, it's that like you said the, caramel apples too much, but you're down for deep fried like Coke. I think it's I, basically they like so funny. I think it's Clearly. basically they soak I think Clearly. it's like they soak the batter in Coke or something like that, and then they deep fry it or something along those lines. Cause like I don't think you could just deep fry Coke. So man, well, that, that's what I'm saying. That's why like it was just it was just funny, man. It was mm-hmm. like so, the funniest thing. Here's the thing Ross, that you're, you're my favorite, man. I'm so glad you're, I'm so glad you're on this show. Here, here's what you're gonna learn very <sighs> quick, though, is that Prosser gives this facade of being a very uh, interesting person, <laughs> and then you find out he he is one of the most <laughs> odd, bland, weird people you have ever met. <laughs> odd, bland, and weird. Yeah, he. You know he lied. He's lied to me about watching several Triple movies. Threat. I'm yeah, not, I haven't lied about watching movies. He pretended he watched movies, no, like Psycho, that's... and then like I found out years later, years into our friendship through other people, that he'd never seen Psycho, and I'm like, it's... we've had in depth conversations about this movie, and he's like, yeah, I've I've seen clips, I've seen enough. It's not my fault that every show on the planet has parodied Psycho. That doesn't mean you've seen Psycho. I basic, I had basically seen Psycho before <laughs> seeing Psycho. Like, so so, but oh, yes. Yeah, so the novelty might wear off because that's uh, it's, this is how he does. He just he's such a weirdo. <laughs> I just. Think but he's tricked so me funny. and stick to sticking around for ten years. So I'm just. I just think caramel apples is too much. How is it too much though? Just, it's two ingredients. Yeah, but it's like you bite into it and then it's like oh, now. Disappointed. <laughs> 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 How is it disappointing? Now, now my my mouth <laughs> is sticky. Dude, you're too much. You're too much. Fuck. Like it's like there's this the sweet caramel, and then there's the apple in the middle, and and they probably pick like a Granny Smith or some crap. That's yeah, like you get the, the best then, one. Yeah, because the, the caramel complements no. the bitterness. Oh, of you the... guys are out of your minds. <laughs> you want? <laughs> you if want we were some... out of our minds, why would that be such a huge snack? You, like, you, you like, gotta get you gotta get galas okay you, you, everybody you gotta, listening right now we need you in the comments 
And if you're listening to the podcast version, what's go your to favorite the YouTube Apple? version? <laughs> go to the YouTube version and leave your comments right now. Is caramel <laughs> apples weird or not? Is it too much or not? Let us and know because also, this needs what? this needs people coming in here. Also, what's your favorite? Crazy. Maybe we're the crazy ones, but in this yeah. situation, no. This is also important. What's your favorite apple? No, Tell but, me but, what your but favorite no, apple is. Your favorite is. apple doesn't correlate to candied or caramel apples. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't because you can't candy or caramel you, you the bite, wrong type of you, apple. You bite into the apple and it's a Granny Smith and some mushy crap. Granny Smiths aren't Granny's mushy. Are, they're like yeah. crispy, man. Yeah. Granny, Granny Smiths, those are the mushy ones. No, that's no, Macintosh. Oh, Macintosh. Yeah, they took Macintosh <laughs> or no, some crap. They, no, they don't. They Did someone feed you a caramel Macintosh apple? Is it's that boss? what happened? Look, if anyone Fed you and a was Macintosh it a computer apple, on the I inside? I apologize in advance. <laughs> I Those in my Macintosh apple, and it turned out to be on an complete, actual computer. <laughs> on, a com- on a complete side Someone note, caramelized my Macintosh. Apple should Apple should release a special series of Macs called Caramelized. Well, Why? I don't know. For just like they're coded differently. There's a special series called Caramelized. That'd be fun. Or they're just brown or something. Yeah, like just, just, they're they're golden. It's like a really good. Brown. It's like a real poop color brown, like too. That, was, like, that was a bad idea. Kind of sparkly. Yeah. They can they can have you that. Pitch it. For, see what happens. They can, they can yeah. have that for free. Just, just throw like, apples at them, and I mean the computers. Good. <laughs> Honestly, so like, though, if we're talking about apples, I would say Granny Smith. Like I love Granny Smiths. I love the sour bitter. Yellow. I gala like apples are my favorite. Them. Love them. I like Granny Smith for cooking. Um, for baking and stuff like that for yeah. the caramel apples because the bitterness mixed with like when it's mixed with like the brown sugar and stuff like that really activates that mm. the flavors and it's just really good really activates the bullshit <laughs> <laughs> um galas are really good but if they go bad they go bad mm-hmm. same thing with like red delicious is also yeah. are like the same things yeah fuji apples are pretty good right. um spartans pretty good crab apples are quite delightful Yep, right from the tree. Yeah, the man. Way. And, and every once in a while, I do like a Macintosh apple, but not not a full. You, you know, know like, you, you know, you big, big bags from like yeah. the grocery store. By the yeah. time I have like two, I'm just like, yeah, like, I don't want these anymore. Like it just, <laughs> it's like it's like eating something with the texture of apple pie without any of the goodness of an apple pie, because just mushy. Oh man. I gotta take a break. That was too welcome, much laughing. Just, welcome, oh, to, welcome to a feast of apples. <laughs> have you guys ever had like, um, uh, no, I don't know how to describe them. We used to have this thing growing up called apples on a stick, and all they were, wow. were like, like, hold on, let me just, you can, you can, you can be a jerk if you want to, <laughs> but they weren't, they weren't apples on a stick. What they were is they were crab apples that were like, what pickled is the wrong word. They were put into a jar. And left to, like, soak in their juices, and they became these, like, little wrinkly, like, just mushy little balls of apple that you just pull out by the stem, and you'd eat, and they were the greatest thing in the world. What? Yeah. No, this is totally, this is a thing we had growing up. Are you sure this wasn't a dream? No, this is a real thing. It's like, like, these wrinkly... Apples in I a jar. I will fully admit they look like testicles. I, I was will fully admit. Say, I didn't want to go BC, there. though, right? No, from from Saskatchewan. This is my granny and grandpa. Like, uh, oh, okay. lived in Turtleford. I think maybe it's a British thing. The, did you maybe come from a, BC? Why do I so, think you came from? So my, like, my 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 no. parent, my grandparents on my dad's side. Came Ethan, from BC. Oh, okay, Ethan that's probably BC. where I heard that. Ethan, 
it sounds like a Great Depression thing is what it sounds like. It probably like. was. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, no, but it was so good because it was basically well, like... Well, we have all these apples, but the dust storm's going to come through and kill our trees. I guess we'll pickle them all. They, yeah, it's basically <laughs> like, it's like, because they're not, because it's sweet though. So it's like pickling, but with apples. And it's the greatest thing in the world. Like, Cause like I, and there was like the, basically there was the apple juice in there too that you could drink. Uh, hmm. Like it was dope. It was so good. Oh, I miss that. I yeah, I've never heard of this before, but I'm definitely gonna look it up. It it sounds oddly intriguing. It sounds better than caramel apples. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if I had to pick between the two of them, yes, a wow. hundred times yes, I would pick oh, apples on a stick. Oh my god! Interesting. High Interesting. praise. From the from the Duke of Caramel Apples. Oh Jesus! Apparently, it's a game. There's a game called Apples on a Stick. Apples on a um, Stick. I like how we just asked what your favorite movie snack is, and it's taken us so it's, far. <laughs> yeah, we, beautiful, we've gone beautiful. So far. This this thing is off the rails. We're uh, we're in uncharted ter- uncharted territory now, folks. We're, we're having a good time. <laughs> Ha! Um, what do we got? Well, because so apples on a stick is definitely a family name thing. Also, also like you, I want to find out about this apple thing. But speaking of uncharted territory, <laughs> what did we think of the uncharted trailer? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I am very like lukewarm on it. I didn't like absolutely hate it, but I did not anywhere near love it. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought it's just I don't think it's like a very good trailer, like just as a trailer itself, like put together. Like cuz what's a trailer's yeah. job, right? To raise that excitement level. Did it raise my excitement level at all? No, it did not. And I think it did for some people, especially those who haven't played Uncharted games, which is really what the films are for, right? If you haven't played the games and you never had that experience, well, like, here's... We're bringing these stories and bringing them, like, to a way for other people to consume to meet these characters and get to interact with them. Yeah. Um, I... I have to wait to see the movie, but right now I'm just... I'm not digging Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake. Like, I just... I don't... I'm not feeling the swagger. I'm not feeling like the attitude. Um, I feel like his voice is still like too high. I thought he was going to maybe drop his voice a little bit. Like it mm. still sounds like just Peter Parker to me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it, that's he the... has such a high voice sometimes, um, which is well, like, the... whatever. Uh, that's his thing. But uh, I just felt like it was, it just, I don't know. I wasn't quite buying it. I wasn't, but I'm like, listen, like I like Mark Wahlberg too. And when he, when he hits on something, he's, He's really solid, but we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. It just, they didn't, uh, again, I have no real connection with Uncharted other than this man here, Ethan Hill, is a big fan of the games. Like, literally after watching the trailer, I didn't necessarily have a big opinion, but I wanted to know his opinion because <laughs> I knew he would have one. And they and did use, like, set pieces that are in the games. Like, we saw them in the trailer. Ooh. So I'm assuming they're going to reference... Which is which is what these video game movies do all the time, right? And they I take, hate like, it. They take set pieces that have already happened in the game. They're like, oh, remember this? This happened in the game once. Now it's in the movie, but, like, totally different context. And yeah. So. <laughs> and worse. 
And yeah, yeah not it, it doesn't capture the same experience as. Well, sure. I'm sorry there's no quick time events, Ethan. <laughs> I actually don't know if there's quick time events <laughs> in, uh, in Uncharted or not. Yeah, there's a few. Okay, well there you go. Um it's for me as an Uncharted fan, I don't need the origin story of um of Nate and of uh Sully. I don't need that. And the games get, already did that anyway. Like and we didn't to get a it certain till degree. The, we we didn't get it till the third game. Yeah. We didn't have an origin story for Indiana Jones until the third indie movie. With Uncharted, it just needed to be an adventure movie. We didn't need an origin. We didn't need to see we didn't how need did like they meet. Young. Yeah. And again, they're messing up continuity because apparently now Sully met Nathan's brother beforehand, but no, that never actually happened. Like, well, Sully it's definitely a Nate different first. continuity. Yeah, well, I mean, Sully it, it's, have it's a definitely mustache, not. Right? A, it's definitely not in line with the games at all. Yeah, and then what? And that's where I just kind of sit there and go, like, at that point, then why adapt it? Like, there needs to be a certain amount of similarities in the continuity. Otherwise, you're just making they're just making an uh, adventure travel film and slapping a target on there. They put him in a Nathan Drake costume and was like, hey, look, remember that plane thing from the third movie? Like, <laughs> yeah, thumbs up. We yeah. did the and thing, guys. I was looking into it. So this movie doesn't have a composer yet either. Mm. So there, that's why there was no music. Which, again, Uncharted has a very recognizable theme. Yeah. A very great, solid soundtrack for all four games, mm -hmm. plus the spinoff. And they didn't even use that theme in there, and instead they used Ramble On, I think it is, by... Was it Ramble On? Uh, I honestly don't remember. It's a Led Zeppelin song. I'm pretty sure it's Ramble On. Yeah, I love it. Like, Uncharted is so great. And I would disagree with you on that. Like, I don't think it needs to be in continuity with the games. Like, again, like for me, when we're talking about bringing something and moving mediums, because that's and I think Hollywood still has yet to do a really great job of transitioning games to film because it is such a challenge, mm -hmm. right? You're like you're not taking like a comic book is something you read, right? Like it's not overly interactive, but like video games, part of the whole thing that makes some of them great is the interactivity of that, right? And when yeah. you take that whole element out of it, it definitely becomes a challenge. And I think it's a huge challenge for Hollywood to overcome. And they haven't quite cracked the code yet. At least that but I've seen. Um, but at the end of the day, like you have to focus on telling a really great story, right? It comes down to the characters and there's a lot of things that we're not going to know about this movie till we watch it. But I like it. Like to me again, it doesn't have to be in continuity. They can take it however way they want to take it. Uh, it just needs the soul. It needs the soul. It needs to yeah. feel like Uncharted. They need to feel like the characters are at least recognizable as the characters. Like Tom Holland, to me, is not recognizably Nathan Drake. And no. I don't care if you say he's younger. He still doesn't feel like Nathan Drake would feel like when he's younger. Yeah. Um, the and we've even is. seen that character in the games, a younger Nathan Drake, right? Um, for like brief periods of time. But he doesn't feel anything like that. Um mm -hmm. So it's just, it, it, it's one of those things. That, and again, it's just a trailer. There are terrible trailers to great movies all the time and great trailers to terrible movies. Did I say that? 
Did I just say yeah. the same thing no, over again? 100%. But you get what I mean. And like, right? Um, Reverse them. There's bad trailers for great movies and and uh, good trailers for bad movies. So it's one of those things I think we'll have to wait and see till the film actually comes out. I don't think it's going to be terrible, but I don't think it's going to be great. I feel like we're going to be talking about kind of an above average film, um, which might be one of the better movie ones. We'll have to wait and see. See, I have high hopes for The Last of Us, though. I have really high hopes for that one. I don't know. I think that's getting I think I think it's getting really hyped up and I don't think that's a bad thing. Well, it's, but I think there for a lot of people, it's I think it's going to be a great show. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people are going to place the expectations for Last of Us way, way, way up here. When in reality, it's going to be like it's still going to be great, but it's not going to be like the amazing, perfect thing that changes gaming adaptation, the old crazy thing that people are blowing it up to be. But I think, like, I, yeah, and I think with The Last of Us as well, it, it it's one of those brands that really fits really, really well into making a series into film because it's already so cinematic. But that's and, the same thing with Uncharted, though. But Uncharted is still very, it's cinematic, but it is still very gamey in its gameplay. Uh, whereas, like, it's part of the adventure and the exploring and the explosions and all that kind of stuff, right? But it's the whereas same, but... The Last of Us is a lot quieter in terms of like, it's not like you're doing these big set pieces in the last of us, right? The last of us where the strength of these games come is like the care, like it's so in depth into their characters. And if they nail that in the last of us series, I think it can be great. They have to nail the characters. That is like, and you have to say that in everyone, but because the characters are so core to that story and the relationships and how they treat one another and how they grow and how they develop because it's so core to that game, that's really what they need to focus. Uncharted, I think it's a little different. No, I I very much disagree with you. Like like as an Uncharted fanboy here, <laughs> I'm like I'm ready to fight, man. I'm ready to go throw down. Listen, they're made by the same like, people. I don't you know I don't disagree. They're made by the same people, and a hundred percent I disagree because um, Uncharted is a very character story driven thing as well. It's incredibly cinematic. But mm-hmm. people like. People like Nathan and Sully. Like, exactly. They love those characters. Like they love the characters that they create with that. And I think if the characters aren't the same, if they are, if the movie isn't character driven and it's just the set pieces, it's gonna be every other generic adventure movie. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Like, yeah. You're right. You're um, right. I know. Like, like what? I, like yeah. Okay. No. Finish. Go ahead. Because like the 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 things that make the adventure movies stand out in the way that they are is Indiana Jones as a character, right? It's yeah. um. It's well, even Tintin as a character, right? Like he's such an iconic. He surrounds himself. Yeah, with, like... it's it's always those characters. That's where like I don't think the Tomb Raider has ever really succeeded as well as they want because they're again focused too much on making it look like the video game, and not enough about making Laura Croft that compelling character that she can be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other adventure movies, but a lot of them kind of fall by the wayside because it's like oh the mummy. Actually, yeah, the mummy is a great example because, yeah. like, so so the mummy from the nineteen thirties to the to the Brendan Fraser one because it is a remake. All the same beats and the same plot points are there in that original one, but the characters are so forgettable, including mm. Imhotep. Yeah, that well, it's just it's just basically they just remade Dracula with Boris Karloff. Yes. <laughs> So it's it's iconic in its imagery, but that's where it kind of ends. But then you look at the Brandon Fraser one and look at all the characters they have in that and how much those characters stand out and shine. 
immediately just like that makes that adventure that you you want to go on that adventure with them actually lord mm-hmm. of the rings is another technically an adventure it's a different globe but it's a globe trotting film film series sure. you think about it but it's because we're connected to the characters yeah and that's where i think this movie doesn't this movie seems so generic with how they're executing those characters that even as a fan who's like been around these characters for four games i'm i'm not going to feel connected to them because they don't feel like the characters that i know and that's the dangers of adapting stuff like that is like especially with video games because it's a visual medium like i think that's one of the reasons the mario game didn't or mario movie didn't work aside from it being terrible no one looked like their characters (laughs) like at all you're right bob Bob Hoskins looked a lot like Mario. No, he didn't. Not in the slightest. And it's and it's, and, and when you think about it too, like because you spend so many more hours with them in the game, it's like you're just so aware of who these characters are. It's exactly. not like like we're comic books. Like there's always up to interpretation, right? Everyone's Tony Stark. If you're reading it, might sound a little different in everyone's head, or you know what I mean. Like, but in video games, it's like we're all getting the same experience, and we really, really understand these characters. Well, I misspoke on that because I wasn't trying to say the characters weren't important. I realize that is what I said when I reflect on what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, I, I misspoke. <laughs> I'm not trying to say they're not important. What I'm trying to say is. A Last of Us might be easier to ad- adapt because the game itself is so focused, like purely on the characters a lot. Like there isn't a lot of the big explosion set pieces. Whereas Uncharted is going to be more difficult because Hollywood gets distracted by the big the, explosions the big and set pieces and don't focus on the characters. That's what I was trying to say. I wasn't trying to say characters aren't important in Uncharted because that's not true. That's I was ready true. to fight you, man. Yeah, that's really, not I, true. Like, and when, I, and when you said, no, you're wrong, characters are important, I was like, yeah, that's that. That's not what I meant to try and Especially say. Especially with the I was Uncharted just trying franchise. to say, like, yeah, I was just trying well, to say even... that one might be easier to adapt because the game's already so focused on that and not on the, like, the bigger explosions. It's a quieter game, right? Well, again, like, um, like people get connected to these characters because you, like you said, you spend a lot of time with them, but, like, you literally are that character yeah. in the story. So yeah. like so like say like you know you do a doom movie and your main actress releases a post that says who do, who needs doom guy and then the entire community says um he's the main character of all of the games. So yes, we would like doom guy in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Look, even if they if they gender bent doom guy yeah, it'd that be, wouldn't be a huge issue it'd be as fine. long as the character is there. Exactly, but they didn't do that. In instead, they they ripped off uh, they ripped off Resident Evil again. Yeah, and it's just like so. Like to me, you you do need to have that like the the core of that. If you're gonna adapt a character and a series like a video game, you have to adapt the feeling that you get from playing the game, not necessarily the gameplay itself. Yeah. There has to be what I was saying before about continuity is I'm not saying they have to exist within the same continuity, but there has to be some kind of continuity within the characters, Mm -hmm. right? There has to be, especially with some origins, some things can change, but there still needs to be that continuity. Well, cause again, um, Um, with Lord of the Rings, like you'd say character wise, the characters adapted from the book. There is a continuity of character from the book to the movies. Yes, but they also dra- dra- are drastically different from interpretation to interpretation. 
Right. Their origins are all the same because, again, that's lore that's been built before. Exactly. Um, and that's kind of the thing that this game is, or this movie for, for Uncharted, the movie is kind of ignoring the lore or it's changing the lore to add dramatic tension, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, like, you knew my brother thing? Like, why did that have to be a thing? And also yeah. they're, they're kind of, they're meeting, they're aging up the... They're aging up the meeting of Nathan and Sully. It's like they met each other and then go on this journey. And that's not what happened. They met when Nathan was a young pickpocket and Sully... And the thing is, it's so core to Nathan's journey as a person because, like, I'm just playing... I'm just playing Uncharted 3 right now, so I get to... (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all over again. But, like, literally when they meet, you find out why Nathan is a treasure hunter. You know, because, like... Sully's trying to get some, uh, trying to get some stuff that belonged to Nathan's ancestor, Francis Drake, that was a big explorer and all this, and this treasure hunter guy, and it runs in his family, and Sully's trying to get that for someone else, and then Nathan's trying to steal it too, and then Sully saves him, and that's how they bond. Like, it's such an important part of their origin story to just have them meet in a bar, seems random and he's already like and he's already old enough to and they're they're just gonna go on this adventure uh, yeah like like, and and that sully that sully nathan relationship is so core to how again like you said how nathan develops as he goes forward as a character because he does meet him at a like he's a pretty young kid when he meets Sully, you know what I mean? Like he's Sully not, ends uh, up helping Raven. he's not fully capable by any means. <laughs> like he can um, do some things, but he's like, he ain't a grown man. Um, whereas like, yeah, the Tom Holland thing, it's clearly aged up and it's like that, that, it's, that form, that foundational formation of the character, right? It's going to be adjusted and shifted because of the, the time games, when they met. As the games progress, you realize how much of a father son relationship that Sully and Nate have. Yeah. Like, in the first game, you don't feel that. You're like, oh, they're just two guys who work together? Cool. Right? And so that's kind of where this feels like... This feels like someone just played the first game and was like, oh, yeah, that's... Okay, cool. This is what their relationship is. Someone also played the third game, or at least watched the trailer, because they're, like, falling out of a plane. But then also the fourth game, because brother. Yeah, like, and and that's the thing, and it's this really weird... Um... But you gotta set it's up this, for the next movie. And... Well, it's this weird thing where basically it's like... It just feels forced. And it feels like... Yeah, I'm not gonna find it. Me and my buddy were talking about this because he's, he's the one who got me into Uncharted. And um, me and him talked about it. And we basically both feel the same way. Where it just feels like they're just taking pieces of the Uncharted games throwing them in here and saying like, oh, we don't know what the characters are, so meh. And it's like that that hurts. Like that as an Uncharted fan, it's like, okay, but like you have the blueprint. Mm-hmm. You have this. I don't care if you change little details. I don't care if Elaine shows up first or Chloe or what have you. Mm-hmm. Both are great characters. Put them both in. Have one of them in. I don't care. If they want to change how that meeting, those meetings happen, cool. If you want to have an um, uh, have a story that has nothing to do with the, the four games, hundred percent, I'm on board for that. Five games, five games. I haven't played. I haven't played Lost Legacy yet. Oh, you haven't? It's a gooder. No, I was it's gonna good, play it between. Good. Two, 
I thought it took place between two and three, and then I was doing research because I just finished two, and I'm like, time for Lost Legacy. No, and I looked it up, and they're four. like, it's way after. It's like sometime after four, and I'm like, yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, bitch. yeah. Um, so it's basically it's stuff like that. I don't really care about. I don't need to see these set pieces in the movies because, like, at the end of the day, I I've, I've seen them. <laughs> Do something new with those characters. I want to see more adventures with the Uncharted gang. Mm-hmm. I don't need to see the same adventures that I've seen already done differently or worse. Yeah, sure. Like, do something brand new. Introduce new characters. Like, yeah, cool. Like, do that. I'm 100% down for Antonio Banderas being the bad guy. He's someone... Like, as long as he's not someone we've already met, if he's, like, a weird version of Lazarevich from... Hey, two, yeah. Like I, I, yeah. like, I wouldn't want that. Like... Yeah. Like, I'm on board for... I'm on board for the adventure. I'm not on board for what they're doing with the characters. Mm-hmm. And that bums me out because the characters are so important to me. Yeah. It's it's an important thing. Like, uh... I didn't need wet, t- wet t-shirt scene with Nathan Drake. I didn't need that. <laughs> well, because, like, Nathan Drake's not exactly, like, they never portray him as, like, a sex symbol character... He's just, he's kind of a schlub at the end of the day. Kind of like, uh, like, he's capable, but he's like, he's a guy, you know? Again, he's Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. When you meet Indy in that first film, he's just a guy. He's just an archaeologist who's lucky. Yeah. Well, because like, and that, again, that opening scene sets it up perfectly because at first you're like, oh yeah, this guy, he's, he's calm, cool, collected. He's got his, he's got all figured out. He's going to get this thing's like oh and then he sets down the wrong yep and then he just gets out by the like by the seat of his pants like barely makes it out if only you spoke of ethos and then he gets it that he's running for his life screaming Hawk, start the plane start the plane <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then and then finally he gets in the plane there's a snake he's freaking the hell out i hate snakes chuck i hate them like and it, then you it, like, you get the full range of who that guy is. No, but you don't, though. <laughs> until you go to the school. Oh. And, and then you meet him as a professor. And you're like, wait, this is the same guy? <laughs> and you have this whole, like, extra ten minutes of learning that he's also a nerd. Mm-hmm. So you have this weird like, thing of, like, you get to learn that about the characters. That he's a badass and a nerd. But and also, sometimes, he's just... A guy who's in way over his head. like, And that's also Nathan Drake to the core, but they're so different characters. Yeah. They're similar, but different. Because Nathan's like a wisecracker. But more he's, so. But Nathan Drake is also, he's a nerd. But he's also, he's also capable of fighting and taking care of himself. But he's not like jacked or anything like that. Uh-huh. He and just knows how to throw a punch. Exactly. And like, and you get to, you get to know that over the, over the games with them you get to because you you do the puzzle solving with him you do the you do the shooter stuff with Mm -hmm. him like there's ranges to that character and none at no point was i like "Mm, sexy nathan drake yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i mean i like again i haven't seen the whole movie i haven't seen tom holland's edition tape i just like tom holland to me does not doesn't feel like nathan drake you know like i think he's an okay peter parker doesn't really feel like nathan drake i don't know 
Yeah, like, again, we'll have to wait if and it see. was specifically they were doing, like, a young Nathan Drake, then sure. But, like, they're just, they're doing Nathan Drake. Set this between well, Uncharted. it's supposed to be, like, a young Nathan Drake, right? Like, that is but the that's, point. So that's but the thing. Just, but it's not like he's 12. <laughs> he's set just this early between, 20s, right? Set this between Uncharted 3 and Uncharted 1. So it's an adventure somewhere in there. Cool. But then you still follow that established continuity. Mm-hmm. You still have that. You don't have them meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, why? And, and, like, but that's and where. And for God's sakes, give Mark Wahlberg the damn mustache. <laughs> right? Like, it just. It's weird. Because he doesn't have a mustache. Because he's, yeah. he's just Mark Wahlberg. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's true, yeah. Like, he doesn't feel like Sully. And, like, and that's kind of the weird thing with it in general is just, like, it's it's this weird thing where cinema's at now and like i low-key blame the mcu for it but i also just blame superhero films in general now for it where it's like there's this incessant need to show origin stories to everything mm-hmm. mm. characters can't just exist they can't just be who they are and exist in a movie we need that origin story we need you to explain to us where these characters came from how yeah. did they get here and it's like, or they can just be on their adventure. Yeah. It'd be like, imagine if like Groundhog Day started with like this, this 20 minute see, see, or 20 minute like montage of how, um, Bill Murray became a reporter, yeah, rose to the fame that he was where he became an arrogant asshole. Like we just like, we just get how, who he is as a character. Exactly. In, in the first 10 minutes. And then we're just off on the adventure. You know, you, yeah, you, like Back to the Future. There's like a 20 minute sequence where they explain how Doc and Marty met. And we don't need that. We like don't need important. to know yeah. how they met. They just did. Like, but the problem is moviegoers now are always asking, them, well, well, how'd they get here? That doesn't make sense. That's a plot hole. And I read a quote about plot holes recently. And I can't remember who said it. But it's like something where it's like plot holes are... Um. Ah, crap! I wonder if I took a screenshot of it. I don't think I did. Something about plot holes being. Um. No, I didn't. I didn't capture it. I should have. <laughs> but it's essentially, um, plot holes are places for fans' imaginations to run wild. Mm-hmm. That's that's all it is. Like, just instead of sitting there trying to find answers to the plot holes, yeah, just ex- just take them and just kind of run with it. Fill it in for yourself. You know, you shouldn't need a storyteller to spoon feed you all the information and to like walk through for this to make sense. And like, yeah, you're talking about like kind of or like not necessarily like holes in the actual functioning plot of a movie because those can be very distracting. Um, but well, like, like holes in the fact that they just don't give you all the information of ev- the everything every character exactly. has ever done. Like well, that's like that, that's a different thing, yeah. So a prime example in contact uh, is in contact actually, which I just watched today for the first time. Not a different thing, but um, different. Have you guys do you guys know much about contact or not really? I have not uh, seen contact. Which one was that? Uh, Jodie Foster trying to find alien life. Oh, um, uh, I don't think so. Maybe, do either of you care about not. spoilers for it? Like, nope. No. Nah. 
go ahead and explain it. I do want to watch it. But so like so the plot hole that people complain about for years is that they build us they build this um, contraption that's gonna let them go into space. They build a spaceship and terrorists attack and it gets destroyed. And then a second spaceship is built in secret in Japan on the other side of the world. Hmm. And people complain that that's a plot hole because it's like, oh, well, how did no one know that this other thing was going on? And they explain it in the movie that it was a top secret thing to be built up as a backup in case something went wrong with the first one. Seems How's logical. that a plot hole? People say, oh, well, it came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. No one discussed this. No one brought this up before. And it just so happened that this rich billionaire helped fund it. Crazy. Like, he just came out of nowhere. We, it doesn't sound like a plot hole. That sounds like a convenience. And every but, once in a while, you are allowed conveniences in your film. But people Not every blame, single moment, but, you know. But a lot of people see conveniences as, as plot holes. Mm. And at the end of the day... That's where I kind of like that that idea, that quote, where it's like, okay, you don't like that plot hole. Okay, come up with a reason for it. Make that your headcanon. Yeah. Because I think that's such a more positive... That Way was such a more it. positive time when a plot would happen and people would be like, you know what? My headcanon for why that's a thing is this thing. Well, that's... um Again, like, Alien is a great example of that. Like, Alien doesn't tell you jack shit about about that ship on the planet, how it got there, what the thing in the chair is, and how it got there necessarily. Like, you know how it died, but, like, you don't necessarily know what happened to the thing that came out of its chest. You see all these eggs, you don't know what put it there, what they're for, anything like that. doesn't tell you jack shit about those things. You're just there to speculate about it. And from that speculation, you've got a lot of expanded stories, comic books, novels, things like that. And then eventually you got Prometheus and things. Which was the biggest disappointment. <laughs> um, <laughs> could could have been worse. Um, and it was. I Yeah, then Covenant happened. <laughs> um, I like Prometheus. But anyway. Just do a whole podcast on the Alien films one day. I'd love to. That'd be amazing. Um, but no, it's like... Uh, but like, like, it's, like if if people in 1979 were just like, oh, good, what, what was with that spaceship? What, what, what was that alien? Where did it come from? They know that, like, instead of being like, oh man, this is a really intense movie, and I threw up when that thing came out of the guy's chest, like, we wouldn't have a whole franchise now. It would just be a movie that people complained about. These things that happen in the story. Well, and I think I think that comes down to it's kind of where audiences are now, because audiences again with the way people view movies, and it drives me bonkers, is that if people know things about movies or see movies, they're somehow smart. Yeah. I know movie <laughs> trivia. I'm a smart person now. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, where it's like I'm the smartest person in the room because I've seen all these movies. Dude, that's not just and a movie like, fan thing. That's like an internet society thing, right? And like I everyone's hate an it. expert about everything. Like, listen, we're doing a podcast, but like, listen, everyone, anything I say is my own opinion, and like, oh yeah, I mm -hmm. do nowhere near claim to be an expert. Oh, and you, yeah. you probably, if you've listened to this podcast for more than two episodes, you figured that out that I'm a bloody idiot. So it doesn't really matter what the hell I say. It's just, you know. No, and that's exactly it. And like at the end of the day, it's my position. <laughs> just because we like movies and we're passionate about them doesn't mean that we think we're smarter because of it. In fact, if anything, I think the three of us are like we're dumber because of it. <laughs> like yeah, the, maybe. 
I could but have like, accomplished so much in my I life. I am a genius when it <laughs> comes to caramel apples, though. <clears throat> we, some, well, that's apparently. Just, that's just knowing whether they're good or not. <laughs> yeah, which um, apparently isn't common sense. <laughs> Frosser. But, uh, How dare you? I know, like, it's just, it's crazy to me that nowadays you need to have that explanation. You need, everything needs a bunch of backstory and explanation and things can't just be in movies. Yeah. I'm not saying that you need to come out of nowhere, but I'm saying you don't need to explain every little detail, but the way audiences demand it is they need to be spoon-fed that information. And that and my theory in that is because they if they don't have those things, they can't be the smartest people in the room. Mm-hmm. If they don't have those answers, yeah, well then maybe. they can't they can't sit there and say, "Well, no, I know everything about this movie. I know everything about this topic." Because sometimes there aren't answers. Sometimes that's just how it was. How am I supposed to make a Watch Mojo video out of this? And that's exactly it. And, like, that's the problem. And at the end of the day, like, it was such a more pure thing when it was like, oh, well, my head canon for this, and you'd share your ideas for movies versus arguing about whether or not something is canon, whether or not yeah. this or that is that thing. Like, sure. Because, yeah. again, the, the discussions people must have had about, like, the Clone Wars and, like, what happened between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan and, like, what people thought those things were before the prequels came out would have been probably really interesting discussions to hear, you know? Well, even thinking back to, like, honestly, us in high school or even, like, like us in the first few years of college and stuff like that, those were the kind of conversations we had mm-hmm. even, like, 10 years ago and stuff like that, like, where, where we'd be, like, like, again, this this phenomenon to me is, like, it's been going on for a while, but, like, it's really blown up in the last, like, five or six years, it feels. Yeah, for sure. And for I just, sure. I remember and- there being a purity of, like, just discussing radical ideas of, like... Well, yeah. Cra- and, like, crazy, and, and, crazy and, theories of how you things can't, could work. You can't do that. And you can't say, like... Oh, I like this movie. I didn't, di- I, but I dislike this part. Like, there's no middle ground anymore either, right? It's either this movie's the best movie ever made or it's the biggest piece of crap ever. Like, so yeah. many people come with that attitude. And it's like, listen, I can like a movie and dislike various parts of it. I can oh, yeah. dislike a movie but still see its positive ends. Like, nothing is mm-hmm. just, I hate it all or I love it all. And there's some like movies that be... you can hate it all, but those have got to yes. be, that's some special crap but maybe I feel like you might even like those movies because it's so bad i feel like that's <laughs> gonna thing, be next right? week that's gonna be next week for us when we talk about rise of skywalkers i'm gonna be like <laughs> i liked the movie but i didn't like these parts and you're gonna be like i didn't like the movie but i liked these parts and, and we're, gonna exactly opposite, it, right? we're gonna be like, on opposite we're, we're, it, we're both in the middle but on the, <laughs> like kind of opposite the end of that. Yeah. yeah it's like not the even balance. opposites we're slightly over the line between like and dislike i think yeah we're both like, right there um it's one i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna need to rewatch before we talk about it like unfortunately me too which is i am not overly hyped about that mm-hmm. but uh maybe maybe you'll love it this time probably not he's, he's tried a few <laughs> times not. he's I've tried more it, than me yeah yeah I, I've, I've watched it once but like now if you want to talk about conveniences that's a movie full of conveniences 100 percent. Right? and that movie takes that. conveniences to like a whole nother level of like this is too many conveniences, right? Why like you're allowed one or maybe two, but when like every plot in your movie, every point in your movie is a convenience, it's like why bruh. does the agent when there's Seth like four conveniences within five minutes? It's like bruh. 
They just sit knife that folds out in the exact shape of the fallen Death, Death Star, Star from only a couple decades ago and lines up with where the cockpit is. What? Like, and yep. you would what? have to be standing in the exact right spot to use that. If they were like 30 steps to the left, it wouldn't work. You no. have to be in the exact right angle to get all those things to line up, right? Uh, but the force was a premonition. And, it, <laughs> and something like that, like that is not only a convenience, but it is a plot hole because it doesn't make sense with what you've been told. Makes they're like, no ancient God, Sith yeah. knife, but they're like, 30 year old Death Star wreckage. Oh, they match. It's, it's a Pathfinder map. It's like, no, that's a plot hole because what oh, you yeah. told me about it already and what it actually is, those things don't match. Like that's a hole where your plot no isn't coming together, sense. right? Like, and that's one of the that's also, a bad plot hole. That's not like a oh we just didn't tell you everything. That's just the, yeah we told you shit and then we changed our mind halfway through for some reason. And now it does other things. Like, mm -hmm. cool man. And now everyone knows yeah. Sith all of a sudden. Why does everyone know what the Sith are? Everyone's like, mm. what are the Jedi? What's a Jedi? This rare ancient race. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, everybody fucking speaks Sith. Everyone knows what a Sith is. <laughs> this makes no well, sense. Well, that's the thing. Like, in, in the prequel era, they were, like, almost a myth aside from the Jedi. And then, like, by the time you get to the original trilogy era, no, uh, the word Sith is not uttered it's by not a single person. It's not used anybody. So like, well, it's not like but, Emperor Palpatine's walking around like I'm an oh, evil wait. Sith. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, Sith. The Sith wasn't really talked wait, about at all until the prequels. Which fun? Like, which there's actually a reason deleted scene in that like first scene with all of the generals on the Death Star. One of the characters does refer to Vader as a Sith Lord, but that scene was cut from the movie. So like, it was back then an idea, but it wasn't in the movie at all. Yeah. <laughs> so really. It's it, it like nobody by the time you get to like the sequel era, nobody should know what the fuck the Sith are. That's what I'm saying. Like they were already ancient by the prequel time the prequels came around. Obviously it was not announced openly to the public, you know, what the Sith yeah, were. And I again, am a there was Sith and there's only dead. two of them. There's only two of the, the homies. The it's not Sith. like they had a whole thing. But then every, once you get to the sequel, at the end of the sequel, it's like, oh yeah, everyone knows three PO was even programmed with Sith. Like yes. Well, that's this uh, honestly sense. that's even that's always been a weird thing that kind of wigged me out with like, and this is the extra mythos too, where it's like, the Sith there can only be two, but there's also Sith acolytes, and that's okay, and it's like, and then there's the Inquisitors who are like they're not Sith, but they work for the Vader, and and then there's the Night Sisters who like draw there, their power there, from the dark for sure, side. There's for sure bending of the rules at the yeah, very least, right? Well, you say what I said is true from a certain point, point of view. view. You I'll are this you, again. Am I Sith? You are kind of Sith. Is that well? Is because it, is that okay? Darth not Maul, officially, but kind of. Because Darth Maul's not dead, so like he's not a Sith anymore. Just because. Yeah, no, he got Goon kicked out. He's out of the is, club, man. You get cut yeah, half, you're out of the club, it's, bro. That's it's a it. very exclusive club. It is very exclusive, yeah. Be because Darth Bane murdered a bunch of people and was like, you're either going to follow me or I'm going to make a rule of one. <laughs> and that's the, that's the bottom line. <laughs> and I feel like out of all the groups that would not follow rules, the Sith would be that group, but okay. Which, they're which is kind of the point, I guess, but you know. Yeah, they're pretty committed to that, but... Yeah, there's anyway, only two I can... of us, but I got about five other apprentices in the wings over here. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell anyone like, though. I'm Wayne, man. Secret apprentices, but that, but and I mean, we'll talk more about about that next week. But yes. yeah, like that's a perfect example of conveniences and, and negative plot holes that are full, like fill up that whole movie. Yep. Um, 
And like, yeah, those are things people can be annoyed about because it's like, listen, the, the nice thing about creating fiction, whether you're doing novels or uh, games or, or movies, you get to create the rules of your universe. The only thing mm-hmm. is, once you create them, you have to follow them. <laughs> and when you start breaking your own damn rules, now, like, chaos reigns, man. Like, there's well, going to be problems. It's the old adage, like, you need to you need to establish your rules, you need to follow your rules, and once you have your rules, like, well, hardcore established, then you can break them at your leisure because you already have things established. So if you're going to break them you have to have a reason why. Well, that's what I mean. Like, right. You can't just like, you can't be like, wow, this is how ships work. And then like the next scene, like, no, this is not like, we're just going to change that. And out of nowhere, you know oh, what I exactly. mean? Like you have to follow the rules of your universe. Unless again, maybe a specific threat has learned how to change but, the rules or yeah, do exactly. something differently. Right. Yeah. It's like a different establish, story. establish your rules, know the rules so well that you can break them however you want and still not break your universe. That's where yeah. it comes down to. Because yeah. if you stick to your rules too much, then your storytelling becomes too rigid. But if you break your rules of your universe, then it all starts to fall apart. It's yeah. like, like I mean, up. it's got to be very calculated and it has to be very few. Because I wouldn't nope. say your storytelling becomes too rigid. I think it just gives it a sense of verisimilitude, right? Like reality. Because like even in our lives, there's a sense of... It's not like I can just float away right now, right? Like there's laws of gravity. There's rules we all abide to in the actual reality we live. So it makes sense for our characters. It just, it creates a sense of reality of their world when there are Mm -hmm. things that they just, like, what if a Jedi just like flew off like Superman? You'd be like, bro. Like you can jump high, fair enough. But like, if you were just like, you know, it's like. Again, man, it's, it's, it's half the reason I What? (laughs) what <laughs> no that uh, that would be my reaction to that yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just saw you look at your window i'm like what happened matt what's going oh on oh my god oh my god it's uh, another moose <laughs> there's a moose on the loose again man it's half half the reason i half the issues i have with endgame is the fact of that they <laughs> tried to set up rules for themselves and then break those rules without understanding what those rules were oh like the whole time thing was like a total and, like and they're still trying to fix it they're still trying to fix <laughs> like, it and they're not doing a good job like we said the, the writing war, and the directors like didn't even agree <laughs> like the writers and, and the directors couldn't even like they just no one has a solid sense of that and that's and a problem because they need to, to set up foundational rules and to stick with them and now they're trying to explain later. it away by multiverses, but then their multiverse rules aren't making sense either, no. and things are just confusing now. It's, it, it's very bad. Like, I would like, say anything to do with time travel multiverses right now is still very confusing. Well, and it's, and, and also it's not it's, very it's, clear. To me, it's also become kind of the... It's the hot-button thing for the big franchises Superheroes to do right now. now. Yeah. It's like, oh, we gotta do multiverses and time travel, and it's like, no, we don't. Oh, we don't, guys. We really don't. Mm-hmm. Like... None of the multiverse storylines are ever the good ones from no. the comics. Like, we don't need to bring multiverses and stuff into the movies. That's not going to be where your successful stories are. Mm. Like, like they're just you, using it as a business, again. like a narrative plot hole to like bring other properties mm. over, usually. Or oh, yeah. resurrect older ones, right? And it's, it's, and it just, it's not going to be good storytelling, though. Mm. It's just not. Like, and that's the crappy thing about it. Because generally, you're most of the time when you're doing a multiverse thing, there's only a handful of things you can do. One of those things is like again, like you said, bring back something from another, like an older version of the property, 
and essentially making it canon again, or you're doing something so drastic that you're like, oh, like it's something like an injustice where it's like, oh, and now Superman's a bad guy in this universe. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, it works for a game, not for a movie, apparently. <laughs> and that's where it's just, I don't know. I'm when it comes to that kind of stuff, I'm just very. I'm taking everything with a grain of salt at this point, and I'm being mm -hmm. kind of selective about what I spend my money on and spend my time watching. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> Any Is other that questions? the end of an episode? Any other questions? Hmm? Any other uh, questions, movie thoughts? Or uh, we good? Um, well, I guess, like, I, ha I have a question that could be fun, depending. Um, if you could... This is going back to uh, the Uncharted thing where we're talking about the casting of the main characters. Like, if you were in charge of casting the main character for a movie adaptation of one of your favorite video games, who would you cast as that character? Mm. That's a good. That's a good question. That's not a bad question. Um, that's not a fair question for me. <laughs> Because you know who you would cast. I only play like four video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, see, that's a that's a it's a multi parter because it's like number one, what's your favorite video game? Uh, number two, who's your favorite character out of your favorite video game? And uh, then like you know, wow, what actor out of all the world are you gonna pick? That's that's loaded. Um. Oh yeah, there's a lot of layers mm, to it. Yeah, there is. Ah, uh, let me uh, let me think about this. Something uh, I'll probably stick around. Something more recent. Um, I do have to say, like one of the things, like The Last of Us is is one of my favorite. I I don't want to talk. I don't want to use that as my answer, but I just think like the 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 casting of, um. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. Like, it's a very different mm -hmm. Joel. It and came I'm out okay of nowhere, but, yeah. like, as, as soon as his name came up, it's like, oh. Not a single person was like, oh, really? No, but no, was like, because it's like, oh, yeah. It's like it's yeah. like the Mandalorian with zombies. This makes sense. Perfect character cast. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. It's so he, funny. He put, him in, put him in plaid. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like, like because Joel is, like, very Texan, very white, right? Like... Uh, yeah. uh, it's a different take on him, but I think it's okay. Like it's cool. It doesn't bug me at all. So that that's a casting that I didn't see coming, but that I was okay with. I was like, you know, yeah, I'm okay. Hundred uh, percent. Like to me, at the end of the day, as long as you're putting like good talent in there, it's probably gonna be okay, right? Because oh, like yeah. good talent can make things work. They become and can and and really like encompass totally different characters. Um, yeah. Well, it's like, um, I heard, I don't even know if this is still happening. I hope it is, but I heard like they, they're doing a Duke Nukem movie and I heard that like they're casting John Cena as Duke and mm -hmm. then Michael Bay was going to direct. And I'm like, that is the perfect combination for Duke Nukem of all the things for Michael Bay to adapt. Duke Nukem is perfect because it's immature, it's big and it's stupid. Get Those are dookie. Good old yep. Dookie. And, and John Cena can play Duke Nukem. Like, I have no doubt in my mind, especially after watching, uh, like, 
him as Peacemaker and Suicide Squad. I'm like, yeah, no, that's... <laughs> You just you amp up his corniness a bit, and that's Duke Nukem. Yeah, that's pretty so, close, yeah. Yeah, man. So. Oh, man. I'm, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm having a hard time with this question, Prosser. That's fair, man. I really am. Um, I'm just trying to think, like, what I've been playing recently, because I haven't even been playing that many. Like, I haven't had an opportunity to sit down and play. I did play Guardians of the Galaxy, which was... Weird. Well, like the it's problem, good. the problem too is a lot of that. That was one of the cases where it was like bad trailers to a fantastic game. Like they, the marketing totally like just shit the bed on that one because that game's mm-hmm. great. Cool. Um, Way deeper like, than you would expect. Way more. Depth. It's it's um it's tricky though because a lot of so a lot of video games nowadays, like especially the games I play, that the casting is already phenomenal. Right, and it's really mm. hard to be like, oh well, I'd want to take this, especially when the especially when the actor's mocap rolls. Right, it's like, oh, yeah. I want to take away this face that is totally belongs to someone else and give it to right, an yeah, actor, right? Like it's it's tricky. Well, because again, at uh, at this point, if you were casting Kratos in live action, like Christopher Judge, like he played that character in God of War, like they mocapped him. It's his performance. Yeah, and it's his he, voice. So he looks different enough, and also Kratos is. There's a difference too in like the age that Kratos is in God of War now. Well, well <laughs> quite a bit of an age difference, if we're being honest. You'd want to you'd want to have a younger Kratos because you do the Greek stories first, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. So and him, there's a very be, there's a definitely a very visual difference between those two Judge performers, Kratos. Yeah. Mm. You know him being Greek and everything. Well, of course, naturally. Um, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna like I'm gonna say the one that everybody has already said a billion times. Because honestly, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Like I I'm thinking I'm like, oh Ezio, who would I want that to play though in real life? And I'm like, oh, but the voice, it, like that's the problem, right? Like a lot of the performances that they bring. The reason yep. they're your favorite, it's like not A, the writing is great, but like B, the performances are also really great and really elevate the writing. So it's hard to put someone else's like that's not a job I'd want in Hollywood. Not gonna lie. Like take a great character and then like, okay, find a human version that's gonna work here. The like, only the only one I know that's been universally tough, agreed man. on. The only one I know that's been universally agreed on is Nathan Fillion as Nathan Drake. That's what I was going to say. I was like, dude, if Nathan, if we're doing like an older Nathan Fillion or Nathan Fillion, <laughs> older Nathan Drake <laughs> story. Yeah. Bring in Fillion. Like man. you, you the saw the short film with older, him, right? Right. What's that? You saw the short film that he did. with. Yeah. Him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, like, he was fucking and, and, and the guy is spot. Like the most ridiculous thing about that is he's so spot on. Not only like vocal qualities does Nathan Fillion like sound so much like uh, Nolan North. Nolan North, like in the way how they deliver those kind of lines for that character, like damn near like the guy even looks like freaking Nathan Drake. You know what I mean? Like the guy visually looks like Nathan Drake. You see that cat, you're like, ah. Nathan well, Drake. Once again, that that short film came out, and everybody's just like, "Just give me an hour and a half of this." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, then, then they were like, "So good." I want to say there were whispers for about a week that, like, yeah, like they're gonna do it, and then they're like, "Tom Holland, we like Tom Holland, right?" Yep. No, it was Mark Wahlberg back then. 
Yeah, that was back when, yeah, he was supposed to play Nathan, and yeah. then they're like, nah, he's yeah. Sully, and I'm like, Like, this why? thing's been in development and, like, pre-development for, like, freaking eight years or nine years, mm. something ridiculous like that. Well, but, that like, was yeah, the big no, thing. They, People like, were like, oh, oh, Nathan Fillion's too old, and then they cast Mark Wahlberg, who's the same age as him, <laughs> and it's like, what? I'm just, this like, is gonna, this I'm is just gonna come way out of left field. Um... So if I had to pick a game to choose, I'd pick L.A. Noir, hmm. and I would actually pick Bill Skarsgård as the lead. Hmm. Oh, having yeah, I haven't played L.A. Noir a whole lot, but like knowing that main character, that would work. Yeah, he's got that quality to him. He'd be the right age too. He'd he, yeah, like like I think that it's just. I don't know. Yeah. It just works. It just works. That's <sighs> yeah. That or will I'll give it to Will Poulter. Will Poulter can go and act it too. Yeah, there you go. He could be the other guy. I just Just yeah. like Pennywise. I yeah, I honestly just have a hard I have such a hard time with that. I'm like, yeah, I just I can't separate I can't separate like right now in my head the performances and then finding like a real life person who could because, again, when you're adapting, it's like, yeah, you want to do something a little bit different, right? Like, bring well, a different twist to it. Because if you're just trying to be exactly the same, it's still not going to work, right? Like, you have to still yeah. make it your own to like, a certain degree. But Basically, you're just getting mm, an actor who can bring the same, like, a similar energy that the vocal performance has. You controversial know? question to the both of you, because I know this is going to be a controversial question. If you had to assign a face to Master Chief... Whose face would it be? Oh Jesus, Steve Downs. Um, Sorry, it's the, I know what the guy looks like, so it's his face. I'm just like, yeah. Uh no, yeah. honestly though, I like shit, man. Like he's he's some old ginger man, or he was a ginger when he was younger, but like now. Yeah, like he's, now like he's just old, old now. Yeah, now he's just old. But it's like <laughs> so Michael Ironside. Yeah, just yeah, just just put Michael Ironside's face on someone else's body, but um. But no, like no, that happened. Big... We know the technology for it exists because Spy Kids three. Well, of course. Look what they did with Ricardo Montalban. They gave him a full robot suit. Oh my god! You could easily do that. Um, but no, like with uh, with Chief, it's like because the the animated Reach did this, where they like had up to when they first get the armor, you like you see like you 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 see his face as a kid and all that teenager and all that. But then the second the armor goes on, you never see his face. And like with a live action property, it probably is a little bit harder to never see a character's face. Mm-hmm. But also it's been done before and done effectively. I'm not asking if it's been done before. I'm not asking if it's going to be done. I'm saying your job is to cast, is to Master, cast Chief. Master Chief. What can I? Who do you so, pick? So specifically, it's just the face because like. Again, no, it's it's. The who voice. is who is taking over Master Chief? Oh my god, because it's mostly going to be a voice role at the end of the day. Um. Oh man. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> no, I want. A, oh, I smell shit, what the chief is cooking. Oh Cortana. man. Oh shit. Oh shit. You know what? How about uh, Keanu Reeves' Max Payne? That would be fun. There's even True. slow-mo bullet time action. He's got that. Pro- 
Prophet of Truth. How, How about the Keanu Reeves is every character? We'll just, you know, we'll just give him everyone. Uh, um, Prophet of Truth. How How is the Covenant going to, you know, find the Halo rings? It doesn't matter how the Covenant is going to find... <laughs> if it was, uh, it was The Rock. Um... <laughs> I have no idea what... I'm... Well, well, apparently somebody doesn't watch wrestling. Oh, um, no. <laughs> No, like, uh, like I mean. Oh, we're back on the rock thing. Okay. Yeah, I was still talking about the rock. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, sorry. I was thought you were doing Count of Reeves, and I was like, I have I no thought, idea. What that was I thought from. it was a, I thought it was a funny joke. I get you. I was on um, a different page though. Like, I mean, like obviously, like with a uh, Sergeant Johnson, like Idris Elba to me would be the obvious choice for live action Johnson. Like he would just be, he would friggin' rock that shit. Um, but with Chief, it's like, because you need somebody who's got the voice. Years ago, I would have sent Vin Diesel, but like, just, he's not, he's just, just, he's not right at all. It's a different timbre of voice because like, yeah, like it's a deep, Chief has a deep voice, but he doesn't have like a, no, like he doesn't have a Stallone voice. He is a Chief's is uh it's gravelly. Yeah. It's, 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 it's like cancery, man. Like it's like. Sounds like the guy's just gonna die all the time, but he sounds so cool. Yep, Master Chief. Well, no it's like it's what me and you were. Fight. It's what me and you were talking back this a couple fight. nights ago, where I kind of got really intense with you about voice acting, mm-hmm. and like when there's an established character that already exists, whoever you cast, it is your job as the person who was cast to do the best impression of that character. Mm. Like, you don't just go on and go like, well, I'm just going to do my interpretation. If it's a well-established character, like Mario, if it's a well-established character, name someone name another well-established character who has a very distinct sound to them. Like uh, Kermit the Frog. Hmm. Your goal, Mickey Mouse, Goofy, Donald Duck. Your goal isn't to go in and be like, well, I'm going to make Donald sound like me. Hi, I'm Donald Duck. (laughs) <laughs> whack, yeah, exactly, quack, yeah. like whack, whack. Yeah. No, you need to. Same thing with any of the Looney Tunes. Your job as a voice actor is to go in and do the best impression of that character that you can to get the job. Mm-hmm. It's like even going to like the whole Chris Pratt, Pratt playing Mario thing. I was thinking about it, and honestly, maybe this is where we find out Chris Pratt's an amazing voice actor because I've heard him do kind of a higher pitch voice before. If he's gonna give it his all and do like a Mario impression, and, and I I'll give it a shot. And honestly, he must have done good enough in the uh, auditions, right? It's not like no, nah, I don't trust that. With you don't Hollywood, th- you I don't just... trust that because I doubt they auditioned him. They're probably just like, oh, Chris Pratt. Ah, uh, yeah, they could have done that. But, I guess he's high enough now. But I I still feel like I I, I feel like sure maybe for like a live action type thing. But I feel like for voice, you have to hear what they're going to bring to the table. And that's and that's the thing is like, I need to hear it first. So as long if if all the actors they cast are just going in playing themselves. Yeah, I, I don't it's I don't want it. Like, and I think but if they're it, and Chris Pratt himself, like and, and not like doing a Mario impression. I have no idea how good or not he is at that. But like. In the Lego movie, I think he did a fantastic job as a voice actor. Like sometimes you get a lot of performers 
uh, who are mainly like live action performers go into voice acting, but it's not like they like they don't have the energy. They, they don't have like the energy. It's not the same, right? Because voice acting is really its own different subsect, and people yeah. professionally yeah. trained to do specifically just that, and they're the best at what they do. Um, well, so when you bring in like, the Hollywood people, they're not always as good. But I, I always thought Chris Pratt was pretty like a pretty solid voice actor, uh, at least as far as the performance goes in his own right. Now, as Mario, I have no idea. I have no and idea. And then when they announced him as Garfield, way. how did you react? Uh, I'm like, uh, I feel like he could be a very good lazy slob. Right? <laughs> like, 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 uh, like Garfield wasn't remotely yeah. a stretch. Nobody, I'm, like, I'm like, oh. Nobody was like, oh, Garfield? Oh, yeah, he could do it. <laughs> but, like he, like yeah, but like you said, Garfield isn't as like an established voice, right? Like last time they had Bill Murray do it. Right, like you still have to have that slow kind of like. specific. It doesn't have to be like. It doesn't have to be like. Whereas Mario is like so 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 established, right? Like it's just like you have to be able to nail that, or people are gonna get pulled out of it. Right. Another good example, um, the Scoob Scoob movie. Mm. Oh geez, because like because Scooby Doo, they all have very distinct sounding voices, and then Scoob. No one sounded like themselves, not even a little, except yeah. for Scooby Doo because that was Frank Welker. But everyone else sounded like completely different characters, and it was just like, that's weird. I don't like that. And then, um, what was the other one I was thinking about too? Nope, it's gone. It's fine. <laughs> it's gone. Um, but no, it's it's the idea of these characters. Like if you recast SpongeBob and gave it to someone other than tom kenny yeah it'd be weird and it didn't sound like tom kenny it would be off yeah even like with bugs bunny when mel blank died they had to get all those characters suddenly had to get different voice actors because no one could do all the characters like mel blank could mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but they got characters that if you if you put to, if you put side by side the characters in space jam the characters in the old cartoons there's slight differences but they still sound it's not pulling you out yeah yeah Yeah. because they cast the right people recently voice acting has been slacking on that one also because billy west is a beast (laughs) billy west only voiced bugs and elmer i think yeah really yeah i thought he did more no oh my god but uh that's the problem is is hollywood is not kind of voice actors that's where there was that voice actor strike years ago that apparently did nothing yeah that sounds about right and i think they need to they need to be better like i just it's such a unique craft and Uh it's so specialized and if you if they're if they're like if they've been studying it for their whole life and they're just so so good at it they can create so many characters and so many voices that you don't even know are them um yeah like when I think of uh, Troy, what's Troy? What's Troy's last name? Troy. 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 Like from Community? No, Baker? no, no. Troy Baker. Troy Baker. Thank you, thank you. I couldn't remember his last name. Like he's in freaking everything, right? Um, mm-hmm. you know him in like Nolan North and like tons of stuff. But like when I found like you know when you hear like Troy Baker, you're like okay Troy Baker. But then when you hear him as like Joel, you're like, what? This is the yeah. same cat doing this voice it doesn't even sound anything like him like i just wouldn't have guessed it at all mm-hmm. if i didn't know that he did the voice of joel 
I like from his past work and like his other like more like you know voices that are a bit more similar to each other. But that guy is a freaking chameleon in voice acting. And that's what no, I'm exactly. saying. Like, you can't, Tom Holland can't just roll up in there and all of a sudden he's rolling as Joel. You know, like, he just, he can't. He can't. It's not his, it's not his specialized craft. So there are two very different things that I think should say stay separate more than they uh, are. But I think there can be crossover, but I think at the end of the day, it comes down to casting who's best for the job, not yep. who's the most recognizable name for well, the property and like disney is to blame with that because jeffrey katzenberg specifically is to blame with that mm-hmm. because he's the one who started that with robin williams and aladdin yeah. that was the big one that really like pushed it over the edge well it's like but you um, can't you can't say that wasn't like freaking the best genie oh no, ever, no he you was, know what i mean no, like but the it, thing is like it was he so was, great he was cast for his talent and it was specifically in his contract that they couldn't use his his name to promote the film at all. Mm. And then they're like, yeah, we won't do that. And then exclusively, they used his name to promote the film. So much so, that's why he didn't come back for Return of Jafar. Oh. Then the only reason he came back for King of Thieves was because he made a deal. It's like, cool. But I also get to do an educational segment with a genie as well. And that's where that th- segment on one Saturday morning or ABC kids came for it's like, um, great minds think for themselves hosted by the genie. Hmm. Um, cause he did a bunch of educational stuff as the genie. And I haven't seen, yeah. I have not seen return of Jafar since I was probably like eight return to Jafar. <laughs> Robin is, Williams uh, is not in that movie. <laughs> like I no, just assumed uh, he was, I do not. It's Dan Castanella. Oh, I did not. It's, it's Homer Simpson. Yeah. It's Homer Simpson. Oh, hilarious uh, he also voiced him in the cartoon god i'm gonna go back to that and be like is it jarring or does it is it a pretty decent I think, impression i think it's, he also so, voices him in kingdom hearts as well yes so it's it's different but it's still the genie but it's not robin it's weird because it's like it's not robin williams genie but, but it's, it's dan castanella's version of robin williams, williams genie. genie yeah yeah so it's not him doing a bad robin williams impression it's just him doing his version of that character that he did the groundwork yeah, still for. good 100 percent. like yeah it's just slightly different hmm. i have to check now i'm really curious because like i said i haven't seen return of jafar or any of the, like the aladdin sequels um for like seriously i swear since i was like just a kid i just always assumed it was him that's yeah, interesting didn't nope. know that but jeff learned something new every day really really burnt that bridge and then started a whole waterfall of celebrities getting cast and sometimes it works like the atlantis cast mm. is stacked yes but it works all mm. those characters work um I'm trying to think of other big name celebrity ones uh, danny devito fit in really well mm-hmm. james woods yeah no there's yeah. not like there are some who are really good there's, at doing it too yeah at the I'm, crossover. I, i'm thing. just saying like yeah there there's certain crossovers and the, but the problem is, yeah, like you said, it's like sometimes you get the big names in there, but they're not necessarily the best voice actors, right? Yeah. So it kind of definitely hinders things a little bit. But yeah. well, one of the oh, one of like the examples. um, uh, what was that? Uh, Pixar was it Pixar one that came out with the magic and stuff just as the pandemic was hitting? Was it Onward? Is that Pixar? Yeah. Was that Pixar? Yeah. 
Listen, I think like, so. Pixar or Disney. That I thought they did a pre. I thought they did a good job on that one. Again, it's specifically Chris Pratt was good. Tom Holland questionable. You know, it was okay. It was okay. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Tom Holland's voice, right? Like, it's just sometimes it just grades on me. I don't know. I feel yeah. like it's too. I feel like his voice is just so high sometimes. It's just so like, it's like kid. man. It's like if <laughs> like, you look bruh. at uh, bruh. If you look at Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox had a recognizable voice, and it was kind of cracky and kind of always... It still is kind of in that same register, that same Mm -hmm. cracky kind of voice, but it worked for all the characters that he played, whereas Tom Holland is, like, thin, wispy, and up here, as well as, like, being that. So it's, like, it it just... I don't know. It just doesn't have the same effect. Yeah. Yeah, like, his voice just doesn't have, like... It doesn't have weight to it. You know what I mean? Like, and listen, sometimes my voice, my voice is very similar. Like I do have a pretty high voice. Um, mm-hmm. Like I can bring it down to like lower registers and stuff. Like, especially if I'm doing like, you know, broadcasting things, but like typically if I'm like hyped about something, like I'm talking about, you know, stuff up here, whatever. But like, I just like, it's just bad sometimes. Sometimes. And I don't want to like knock on the guy whatever. Like he's, he is a talented performer. I just, Sometimes his voice is just like, it's pretty high. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Uh, yeah, no, one of the examples, like, where it's like the, a celebrity that actually, like, works for, like, the voice, but wouldn't work for live action. Um, you ever play the Splinter Cell games? Yep. Yeah, like Michael Ironside voicing Sam Fisher. Like, he voices him in the first, like, four, like, five games, something like that really iconic as that character i would never cast michael ironside to play sam fisher in live action <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like yeah. just like just from like just the kind of actor he is like it just wouldn't work at all it would be kind of humorous but like the weird thing about it is they replace michael ironside in the later games with like and the guy that got sounds younger than him but oh, it's still the it was, older sam it wasn't fisher. even i think it was only in the one game wasn't it like I no, think it was, it was a, like a it was a couple of the games. I thought it was, it was only a, Blacklist. No, like there was a couple after that one too. But no, like, there wasn't. That it, was the last one. That was the last one. That's like they haven't made a Sam Fisher game in like I thirteen sworn, years or some crap I like that. I could have sworn they'd done a couple of ones without him. But like they've had like Sam Fisher show up and cameos in like other Tom Clancy games. Well, that's the thing. Like but I don't when know they if it was Iron into, in those ones. It was like when they brought him into. Uh, ghost Ghost recon Recon. they brought him back and like they made a big deal about like michael ironside returning and they gave him this like friggin' beard like he's older again but like they replaced him in the one game i guess and it just like suddenly yeah suddenly he sounds like a younger guy but he's the older sam fisher and it just doesn't fucking work his model even looked a little younger it was like super jarring coming out of uh conviction and going into blacklist and being like yeah, like, it's just, like, these, these are not the same guys, but then you get that, you get him to voice him again in, like, Ghost Recon, and it's like, yeah, that's Sam Fisher. But I would never cast Michael Ironside as live-action <laughs> Sam, live Sam Fisher. I love, I love him dearly. He's a great performer, but very different type of character, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of a, a state where it almost, like, works in reverse. <laughs> um, yeah, the only... Uh, the only other casting I was going to say is, like, if they were going, like, they, they didn't do this and, like, 
for Resident Evil since they rebooted it. Me and my buddy Jordan were both pretty big Resident Evil fans. We were like fan casting Resident Evil. And for Chris Redfield, we were talking like, oh yeah, Jensen Ackles would be the perfect live action Chris Redfield at this point. Like, obviously he's not like the size of a fridge, but he's a pretty big guy. <laughs> oh, Classic like, Capcom, like, man. Classic. Oh yeah. But, but if you're talking like the body he has in the first Resident Evil and like that kind of thing and the type of attitude that Chris has, Jensen Ackles would be a good live-action Chris Redfield. Mm -hmm. But they went with Robbie Amell, and, like, I'm sure he's going to do a good job, so it's fine. But, yeah, no, that was who I was thinking would be a good Chris Redfield. So. <laughs> that discussion also went off the rails, but I kind of loved it. That was a really good discussion. A lot of different aspects. Like, yeah, when you talk about, like, I don't know, that's why we love talking about, like, film and stuff, and we call it a feast of films, because anytime you talk about film, like, there's so many different aspects, there's so many different, like, angles you can look at it, and often mm -hmm. we all have very different opinions, especially oh, when it comes to caramel apples. God damn it, Prosser. <laughs> well, of course. You weirdo. Oh. Alrighty. Well, then, I guess that is it for A Feast of Films on this particular episode. There's Matt, no way none of y'all made it to the end of this one. <laughs> Just play. No shit. <laughs> oh, my God. That's on you. What? That's on you. <laughs> what? You said you were going to rein us in, and you sure didn't. It didn't happen, though. It, that's fine. No, it, though, it did. Once we started talking about, you know, once we got off the food thing, it at least took it down, and, like, we just focused up that was, a bit more. That was... That was funny though. Yeah, that was, that was funny, really man. funny. I was I was crying. That was hilarious. Um, terrible. But uh, Matt, where can the people find you? You can find me over on GamingNightRadio.com, my podcast. Other one, other than this, Gaming Night Radio. Uh, it's a great time. We talk about uh, celebrate the best of gaming, call out the worst. Gonna have a review coming up. Wait, what day is this podcast? Uh. Monday? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Tuesday, Tuesday, I always drop an episode Tuesday morning at like one fifteen in the morning. But you can watch it anytime. You don't have to stay up to one fifteen. That's up to you. I just like to get out there so it's out there when you wake up. Surprise! Uh, but also later that week, I'm going to be dropping a review for the Guardians of the Galaxy game, which I already did talk about. And uh, it, it's absolutely fantastic. Like, it's such a good game. The marketing totally blew the pooch on that one. There's so many aspects mm -hmm. in that game that the marketing didn't even touch that it, is just it's like wow this was not the game i thought it was going to be so uh very excited about that but uh yeah you can find gaming night radio on any of your podcast platforms sweet deal come check it out all right ethan where can they find you you can find me on instagram at ethan r hill you can find me on youtube at ethan r hill and you can find mine and jesse prosser's feature film damn rights for sale for rent to stream to download on realhouse.org. Just type in damned rights and you will find it. Sweet deal. And what about you? you no can, one cares. Oh. Well, you can find me on Instagram <laughs> at that J Prosser, and you can find me on YouTube as Jesse Prosser. And there's a couple of short films you can check out on there. And then Ethan already did the thing with the movie. Go there, buy <laughs> rent. Give it a watch. See what so, you think. So, so your names aren't Jesse R. Prosser at all, like you oh, said at the beginning of this podcast. You false advertiser, you. It's on my license. And, That's the important and thing. And make sure, literally, if you're still listening to this right now, if you're still listening, number one, 
I, I don't even know what to say to you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. We love you <laughs> so much. Congratulations. Um, but also get your ass over to YouTube and leave some comments there because we need to we need to get this candy apple, caramel apple debate this settled. It needs to yes. be settled. This is the most if you take away anything from this podcast, get your ass that to YouTube and uh, I, the, get your listen, opinions the, in there. Because we need to know the people the people will vindicate my opinion. The I people think, must so. speak. Me and Ethan think caramel apples are great. Prosser thinks they're too much, but you know, deep fried Dr. Pepper is all good. <laughs> Yeah. Deep fried. No. Deep fried. Cold, oh, sorry, deep, sorry. A worse. Deep fried Dr Pepper. That's anarchy right there. We. we that's too much. I don't that's, know. <laughs> that's the same thing. That's another flavor you don't need in the Dr Pepper. So like. <laughs> okay. Anyway, whatever, man. <laughs> that's another flavor. Like not with. Okay. Whatever. That's too much. Uh, oh, <laughs> all right i think i think we need to leave before we get into it more it is time right, for bed good mm. all right so long what the heck was that i don't know <laughs> thanks for tuning in for another episode of the feast of films everybody we'll see you all next time <laughs> thanks for joining so us for long. episode something 49 49 <laughs> have a good week everybody so long bye-bye toodaloo there you go. Goodbye That's you from Matt, our Alu. Hooray! Oh